Good morning, Digital Cathedral family. Glad you're with me today. Good to see all of you gathering in. We want to talk this morning about the principal thing. So I want you to find your Bible and let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to go old school this morning on Scripture. I don't read too much from the Old Testament, but I want to start over in Proverbs chapter 3. And while you're there, let me just welcome all of you that are new to the Digital Cathedral. First time you've been with us. Always good to have people come for the very first time. I wish I had a way of knowing how people find out about us. The best way, of course, is word of mouth. So we welcome all of you that are first-time attenders. First-time attenders, that, that kind of triggers me. That puts me back in the building when we. I learned not to call people visitors. I call them first-time attenders. And we made a big deal out of uh, people that were at the church for the first time. Uh, we would have a visitor gift bag for them that was filled with all kinds of things. We had a cup from the church with the church name on, pens and pencils and candy and all kinds of things. And then after the service, we had what we called the pastor's coffee, where all the first-time attenders would come over, have a cup of coffee. We had donuts and things laid out, and I would be there, my wife would be there, uh, the staff would be there. At that time I had, this is back in the heyday. This is before I started teaching grace and finished work. This is back in the heyday when we had a Saturday night service and two Sunday morning services. I had all the pastoral staff. I had a, uh, two associate pastors that had been with me at least 25 years. I had a, a pastor on staff that did all the counseling, singles pastor, youth pastor, children's pastor, and worship leader. And they would all be there for the pastor's coffee, give visitors, first-time attenders, a chance to discuss, ask questions, talk, get to know everybody. It was just kind of a way to make everybody feel welcome. I can't do that at the Digital Cathedral, but I just want you to know that with the same passion and love that I used to have for those first-time attenders, I have for everyone that comes to the Digital Cathedral. I've got a pastor's heart sometimes. Uh, I don't always demonstrate it because... I can, I can kind of confront you with some stuff to try to get you to grow. Because my, my goal now is not to fill a building with people three times a week. It's to bring you to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So I find that very fulfilling. And I enjoy the heck out of the time that we have on Sunday morning and Wednesday night at the secret place. All right, let me start over. I don't know why I got off into all that. That's just a little insight back into my history before the year 2000. Back in, it's back in the 80s and the 90s. Man, we were spinning and ginning and going. But when 2000 hit, that's when I began to transition out of, out of some things. You know, and it's interesting. All those staff people that I mentioned, I lost every one of them. They all left. I don't really have any communication with them now. They've just kind of said, that guy, he's, he's ridden off into la-la land. We don't believe what he's teaching anymore. So anyway, that's... That's how life rolls. So when some of you tell me that you've lost friends, uh, you know, in that whole time over the period of four or five years, we probably lost 500 people from the church. And so when you tell me that you've lost friends and family, so I totally get it. I relate to that. But they can't slow you down in the journey that you're on. You've got to keep moving forward. Amen. All right, so let's move forward this morning. I want to start with Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to talk about the principal thing. This is a very important teaching this morning in your development 
as manifesting sons and daughters. So here's what, here's what Solomon said. I don't know if it's true or not, but Solomon is credited to being the wisest man that ever lived. There was a time that God appeared to Solomon and said, Solomon, I'm, I will give you anything that you want. Can you imagine that? The, the God that created the universe shows up and says, I will give you anything that you want. You know what Solomon picked? He said, I want wisdom. I want understanding. He could have picked, you know, I don't know what all. <laughs> Your mind can go to infinity. And he said, I pick wisdom and I pick, I pick understanding. So we're going to look at that this morning. The principal thing he said. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Got my attention right away because I want to be a happy man. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Now watch what, what he says, how valuable they are. Because I'm going to read down to verse 18. And he just lays this out and says, this is why it's important. This is how valuable they are. So listen. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She's more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with wisdom and understanding. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. I like all this. I want all this that he's talking about. And in all her paths are peace. Now this, when I was studying for the teaching this morning, while I was studying this week, this, this one really hit me. I get the gold, the silver, the rubies, the pleasantness, but this one really hit me in verse 18. Listen, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her. That tree of life thing really got me because if, if you've read my book, Barking Up the Wrong Tree, you know I'm all about weaning off of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and learning to eat from the tree of life. So this, this tree of life is a simple responding to the voice of the Father. And that, that is a key to what he's getting into here. This tree of life, hearing what the Father says and responding positively to it. I like what Charles Stanley said. Not everything Charles Stanley teaches uh, would we be eye to eye on. But he said you need to, this, this is good. He says you need to obey God and leave the results to him. That's good wisdom and that's good understanding. That's, that's eating from the tree of life. So he, he goes in. Let, let me read one verse. This is one, one I also picked upon this week. Chapter 4 and verse 7. Just the next chapter over. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And we're going to talk about this morning. Because I want you to get wisdom. And in all you're getting... Get understanding. So in, the, in, that, in that verse, he does some good things. He talks about some good things. So here's, here's what I've been contemplating all week long. What is this understanding that Solomon said we should so much depend on? Where does it come from? How do we tap into it? Can we live from wisdom and, and understanding that Solomon's hitting on in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 4? Does it come from reading books? Uh, does it come from learning and submitting to your astrological sign? I know there's people even that would say they're grace people, finished work people, they're real big on astrological signs. I just haven't got over that hump yet. It's probably me. I haven't grown to that degree. It just seems a little strange, a little foreign to me. Uh, many have pursued wisdom and understanding through a lot of different channels and means other than those arenas that I just mentioned. Trying to hit the jackpot trying to hit the things that he listed out in those verses. 
Uh, Proverbs 4.7, he takes wisdom, he takes understanding, and he brings them together. He ties them together. Now, if I were to define understanding, I would say that it's this. Understanding to me is insight. Understanding has to take in good judgment, and it also has to carry with it the ability to grasp. You don't really understand something if you don't grasp it. You really don't understand something if you use poor judgment in the execution of the, of the understanding. And certainly understanding carries with it a lot of insight. Now wisdom, on the other hand, brings the two together. I would say wisdom is this. I would say wisdom is knowledge that you have acquired over time. Knowledge you've acquired over time and then you soundly act on the knowledge that you've acquired over time. Sometimes it's just good common sense. Now look at all the things, wisdom and knowledge. Look at, let me just highlight the things in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 to 18 that he actually lists out that these things will, will come to you. They will benefit your life in this way. He said it's better than, than silver, gold, and rubies. He said it will produce long life. He said it also will bring riches and pleasantness. It's a tree of life and also encompasses happiness. So there's six big things right there that I, I don't think any of us as finished work grace people that we would say we wouldn't want those things, that we don't desire those things. Now in the natural, in the natural realm, all right, let's start to get into this. You ready? You got your, you got your ears on? You got your eyes open because you may see some things this morning you never saw before. Let's let's talk. Let's hit, let me hit this in the natural realm. In the natural realm, understanding is gained through study. If you want to get understanding about something, then you need to learn to study. In fact, there is a there is a a book out, and I read it some time ago. That if you really want to grab onto something, you can learn anything you want to get. You can get understanding of anything if you will spend four hours a day, five days a week, that's, that's 20 hours a week, and you do that for 50 weeks, that's 1,000 hours. And if you'll do that for 10 years, 10,000 hours, you put 10,000 hours into anything, you can get understanding of it, you can master it. A language, a skill, an ability, Four hours a day, five days a week, or four, four hours a day, that's, uh, that's a thousand hours a year, 50 weeks, get two weeks vacation, that's, that's, that's a thousand hours, and do that for 10 years. See, that's how you gain understanding in the natural. Now, wisdom in the natural comes from, from insight, and what you've gained through understanding, then you, you use the common sense, the way it would appear to you. Now, when we come to the spirit, both of these, both understanding and wisdom are, are gained from within. And, and in fact, many times they bypass your mind. It comes, it comes from the life that is within you. Now, Paul said, Paul said it like this. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, he said, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which is God has prepared for those that love him. Familiar with that verse? Now watch, here, here he gets into it. So the things that we want to acquire don't come through natural means. He says in verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. 
So it's a spirit to spirit connection we're after here. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received the Spirit of the world to gain wisdom and understanding through natural means. Are you with me? So we're, we're talking about moving from a natural means of, of understanding and wisdom that's gained through study and common sense and experience. And we're coming into, into a place now where we're going to tap into this tree of life. This is what Solomon's talking about. He's not talking about natural means. He's talking about understanding and wisdom that we gain by spirit. So he says in verse 12, Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us, by God. So if you if you want to know how to tap into this, then we're going to have to move out of a natural means of gathering understanding and wisdom. And we're going to come over here to where the Spirit begins to enlighten us. Here's what I'm trying to get across here to very start of this teaching. And this is going to get deep. Understanding really is a spiritual birth. It's a revelation. When you gain wisdom and understanding from the Spirit that has searched the deep things of God, then connected with the Spirit that is within you, and the light bulb comes on, you're going to eat from the tree of life. You're not going to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're going to eat from the tree of life. In Romans chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, we may hit a couple of scriptures you haven't really considered before. But in Romans chapter 11 and verse 33, it says this, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past, naturally finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, verse 34 says, or who has, who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him, and it shall not be repaid to him. For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. So he's saying, look, in, 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 in the Father are the depths of the riches of, the, of wisdom and, and knowledge. So if you want to get it, we're going to have to tap it in from the Father. It's going to have to come by revelation. Jesus touched on this. I can't remember which chapter of Matthew it was off. I think it's 16. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus goes to his, his guys, his 12 guys, and he said, Who do men say that I am? And they answered according to the intellectual perception of people, their understanding. And they said, Well, some say you're Isaiah, some say Jeremiah. And he, they, they, that's the knowledge and the understanding they had gathered from people in a natural sense. Then he takes it down a level and he says, who do you say that I am? Do you have wisdom and understanding on, on who I am? Have you, ha, and Peter answers, he says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says, jackpot right there. Pete got it. He said, Pete, you got it. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. The deep things of God searched the heart of God and revealed to Peter who Jesus was. He didn't, he didn't reveal it to Peter's intellect. 
Jesus said, this came to you, Peter, by, by revelation. So, so when the question was asked, who do you say that I am? He didn't draw from a natural understanding. Now, this is, this is what I'm trying to get at this morning. If we're going to really tap the wisdom and the understanding, the knowledge of the Father, we're going to have to tap into a spirit source. It's not going to come naturally. It's going to fall short. You can have intellectual perception. I'm absolutely convinced you can have an intellectual perception of truth that you grasp with your mind through study, reading books, listening to YouTube videos, however. But unless in that reading of a book or watching the YouTube video or coming over to the digital cathedral on Sunday morning or the secret place on Wednesday night, unless the truth is revealed to you by the Father, it doesn't amount to anything. It's sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. It has little value for you or other people. <clears throat> All right. Are you listening? The revelation of truth to the consciousness of a man is spiritual understanding. So when the Father reveals truth to you, and it comes through a lot of different channels, come through nature, come through books. I mentioned YouTube. It can come a lot of ways. The revelation of truth, when it's revealed to your consciousness, that yields spiritual understanding. It's not just an intellectual grasping. It's something that drops deeper than that. That's why, have you ever noticed this? Have you ever noticed that you can listen to some teachers, but they don't resonate with you internally? Do you know why? Because they have an intellectual grasp of the truth. They might have read a book on the truth but it hasn't become bone of their bone and flesh of their flesh. It hasn't been revealed. So it's an intellectual presentation. Anytime something is presented intellectually, it's, it, it does not carry the spiritual value and the spiritual punch. The mind feeds the mind, the spirit feeds the spirit. So I hope when you come to the digital cathedral, my spirit feeds your spirit. The things that the Father has revealed to me, I reveal to you. When someone comes out of their mind, they cannot feed your spirit. In fact, all of the teachings of Jesus, listen to me, all of the teachings of Jesus was for the sole purpose of leading men and women to the consciousness of the oneness of the Father that dwelt within them. When Paul said that there is one God and Father of all, who is through all, above all, and in all, he's revealing the consciousness that you have within you of the fatherhood of God. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 3. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3. You know, I, I love it when, uh, when you see things in Scripture that you never saw before. It's like you're reading a book like he never read before. Look at this. It says, In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So we go back to what Solomon said about it being the principal thing. Better than riches, better than rubies, gold, silver. Brings happiness in life, feeds you from the tree of life. <clears throat> in him, not in a book, unless... Revelation comes from the book, not in a YouTube video, unless revelation comes from the YouTube video, unless the Father, unless the Father enlightens you, you awaken to it. So in him are hidden all, I love that, there's that word all again, 
all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And where does he dwell? He dwells in you. So the very simple truth is, in you dwells all the riches of wisdom and knowledge. So now it's a matter of pulling that out of us. It's in there, now it's a matter of, of pulling it out of us. When Jesus taught men, because he knew that men thought externally, that's what the way he presented his teachings. He presented, I just told you that every time Jesus taught men and women, it was to the end view that he enlightened them to the consciousness they have of the Father within. Now here's, Jesus a really good teacher. Probably, I mean, the best planet's ever seen, right? I, you can you agree with that? But Jesus always started externally with people because that's the way they thought. That was their perception. That's where they gained wisdom and knowledge. So he'd always start with something like this. Love your enemies. Do good to those that despitefully use you. Now they're thinking externally. Love others as I've loved you. That's, that's an action. That's an act. But do you know what that would lead to? That would lead to them going within saying and questioning themselves, how can I do that? Jesus, dude, that's like mission impossible for me to love my enemies. So they would begin to look with it. How can we do this? And that, that led him to taking them from the outside to the inside. Jesus said, I got a lot of things to tell you guys in John chapter 16, verse 12. He said, you can't handle it yet. You can't bear it yet. Now, he, here's where he takes them from outside to inside. He said, but when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will lead you into all truth. Now, where, where is the spirit of truth going to lead us into truth that feeds us from the tree of life and, and reveals wisdom and, and understanding? It's going to be within. So when Jesus says, love your enemies, uh, love others as I have loved you, that, that wisdom and knowledge of how to do that has got to come from within by the Spirit of God. And he said the Comforter would do that for us. Paul got it. We just read, read the verses from 1 Corinthians. He said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10 that they will come from the Spirit who will reveal to us everything that he has freely given us. He's saying that the life, the power, the love, the kingdom is within. And out of within arises that power, that ability, that insight that will create a life where you can love others, where you can do good to others, where you can love your enemies, where you can live above sickness and poverty, where all these things that externally put pressure on us and we try to solve externally, he's saying when he, the spirit of truth has come, he's going to reveal to you how to do it. So understanding or realizing the presence within that we have, it's mind blowing. We have all the riches of wisdom and knowledge within us, of understanding within us. The one that created the universe who contains it all, lives within you. John chapter 4 and verse 10. John had a great little insight here. John chapter 4 and verse 10. Let's read this. John chapter 4, one more page. John chapter 4 and verse 10. Jesus, this is Jesus talking to the woman at the, at the well. 
He said, if you had known the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me to drink, you had, would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So what you had pursued naturally or thought would satisfy your thirst naturally, he said, I would give you living water. Remember, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So Jesus tried to hook her up, man. He's trying to hook her up with wisdom and knowledge. He's trying to hook her up with everything that we read from Proverbs chapter 3, the happiness, the riches, the long life, everything that he was mentioned. He said, if you'd have known, if you'd have only had a clue, if it only been revealed to you, if you only had revelation to this, you would have asked me. And I would have given you far something far better than the natural water. Again, he's talking about outside things. And he's trying to bring her into a place to go within. And he's saying this consciousness, this awareness of the Father, does, it's, it's, re, it's, it's not revealed by merit. It's not revealed by meeting conditions. It comes by revelation. It comes by insight. It comes through union. I can only tell you from my experience. Uh, I still read a lot. But I used to be much more avid reader. I would read at least one book a week. When we would go on a sabbatical, every, we went on a sabbatical. Church sent us on a sabbatical every year to Florida to a house on the beach. I'd take a box full of books, 12, 10, 12 books, and I would read them all in that month. I'd have to speak, then I'd prepare. I could just stay down by the ocean or go to the pool, whatever, and just read and absorb. And now I do read. I read wide. I read deep. But I spend much more time than I've ever had in my life in silence, in contemplation, in going within because I've learned this is where you tap the wisdom. It's not from reading a book. I gained a lot of intellectual understanding and, and, and a lot of it did become bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. But it would it would become that as I pondered it, meditated on it. So he, he, doesn't, he doesn't arise within us or talk to us based on our opinions or what you've just gotten out of a book or what you're trying to convince him of. Uh, I'm not big on, on Old Testament, but I did re read some Old Testament to kick off. And there's a verse from Jeremiah that I really like. This is, Jeremiah says, and it's Keithley translation. He says, you will find God when you seek him with your whole heart. Now, here's how, here's how understanding wisdom has changed me. There was a day when I would say, seek God with your whole heart meant I needed to pray more. I needed to read the Bible more. I needed to spend more time sacrificing myself. I needed to kill my flesh, my old man. That's how I would seek him. Now I understand that seeking him Seeking him is not hard physical exertion. He's not, he's not, he said, seek him with your heart. When I read that verse, when I began back in 2000, when I began to read, I'd, I'd take this book and I'd go, I never saw it that way before. Never read that verse. How come I never saw that? How come I never, I've read the book through a lot of times in 50 years as a pastor preached on most every scripture, but there were, there were scriptures I discovered in there I didn't even know was in there. And many of them I, I knew was in there, I began to see differently. Why? 
because now I was going within rather than gaining an intellectual understanding to come over and regurgitate to the church on Sunday morning. So the entire ministry changed. You seek him with your heart. You seek him from within. You listen from within. You make strides from within. That's where revelation unfolds. And when it unfolds, I'm telling you, the veil comes back. And you see like you've never seen before. It's a, it's a, it, a lot of you know what I'm talking about. It's a knowing that you know that you know that you know. I had lunch with a guy not long ago and he asked me, he said, do you ever wake up in the morning and think maybe the, the things that you're teaching are just wrong? I said, never once. Never wake up like that. There was a day when I first got into this that I would question myself, especially when others questioned me that I respected. I take one step forward, two steps back. But the longer I stayed in it, the longer I fought, and I got his understanding, and I began to pull on his wisdom from within, the more I became totally convinced that what we're doing is absolutely right. So this isn't a switch that you turn on and off. It's a journey. And it's a journey that is filled with revelation. So when you, you probably notice when you first desire spiritual understanding, when you first desire spiritual revelation and insight, it doesn't come to you all at once. He doesn't give you more than what you're able to integrate into your life and actually live out. See, we've all lived our life based on the external. So now, you know, now we're moving away from what we did by hook, line, and sinker from religion, which was always separation from God. The first bit of wisdom and understanding you're probably going to get is of the fatherhood of God, which means there's no separation. That it's in him we live and move and have our being. See, there's one right there that you're going to see in a way you never saw before. Now, there's a way to tell if you're moving from, from um, praying for the sky God out there to that is apart from you or whether you're drawing from the, the source that is within. There's a very simple way to do it. And it still, it still bobs up in my life sometimes. And it's, it's this way. The next time, listen, this, this is very practical. Next time that you're in a pressurized situation, when you're facing something that's out of your control, the doctor gives you a report that's not good, or your checkbook gets down to zero. Maybe your children are acting in a way you don't want them to act. They're in high school and they're experimenting, or they're even adult children. Those of you who got adult children, you know that you're... You don't ever get rid of your children. It's just their problems get different and bigger. All right, so when you're facing something that is kind of pressurized, the way that you can tell if you're drawing from the, from the wisdom and the knowledge that is from the Father or from natural wisdom is this. Do you pray, God, come please and help me with this. I've got a problem. Father God, please, I'm asking that your presence surround me. Or, or do you immediately, when you're faced with something, pressurized situation, this is a way to tell, do you immediately go within and listen? Get quiet. And listen for that voice to speak within you. That's eating from the right tree, my friend. 
When you're, when you're asking God to come from out there to where you are and you're giving him instructions what he needs to do. Father, I got to pay the rent by Monday. Father, you know that I got, they said I had this tumor in my body. God, I, I need you to do something. That's separation. That's eating from the wrong tree. That's you determining what needs to be done. What you need to do is to go within. See, that's what we're talking about this morning. Wisdom and the knowledge that comes from the Father comes as you go within. And you listen within. Remember I told you at the start of the teaching this morning that <clears throat> you listen and then obey. You leave the results to him. You do what he says to do, leave the results to him. You take the step that he says for you to take. That's being led by the Spirit. That's living the Christ is us life. That's manifesting as a son, manifesting as a daughter. You go within, you hear within, and he, that's where he gives you the understanding and the wisdom. Now, everything that you've been through in life has been a school for you. Everything that you have encountered in life has, has added to his ability to speak to you. Sometimes we're in a bad situation that we have put ourselves in. We've ignored what the Father said. and We've gone the way that seems best to us or the way that is the most pleasant in the short term. We, we buckle under the pressure of the situation. That's what happened to the, to, the, uh, to the prodigal son. It seemed good to him to go to his father and say, give me my total inheritance. He told his father what to do and how to do it. He told him what to do. I want my money and I want it now. Give it to me. You know, the father had a lot of wisdom and understanding and knowledge. He knew that the boy was in trouble. Did he deny him the request? No. He had a bigger plan in mind. He gave him the money. You know the story. He went down, he blew it all on riotous living, on, you know, on prostitutes, on food, on drink. And finally, he ran through it, which you will do. You will come to the end of yourself. And so, you know, if you, if you begin to tap into the wisdom and knowledge of God, you should never have to come to the end of yourself. You should be able to learn from looking at the prodigal son how not to handle situations that you need to go within. Look, look what happened here. Luke chapter 15. This is where the father takes us if we're a little hard-headed, right? We're down in the pig pen. Everything, all the resources gone. We've done what we thought was best. Uh, and all of a sudden, he said in verse 18 of Luke 15, he said, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. So he had, he had a light bulb moment, brother. He knew within. He all of a sudden grasped it within that it was best to get back to the father's house. So when you bring that into the New Testament, it's best if you've been living a life based on externals, you've been living a life based on your perceptions and your knowledge, what you've been reading out of the book or what somebody told you the Bible says, and you come to that place where you say, man, this ain't cutting it anymore. I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not getting what I need to get. You're in the pig pen. <laughs> Might not be smelly and sloppy, but symbolically, you're in a place that you feel separated from the best. So what do you do? You make up your mind, say, okay, this I'm going to change directions here. It's called repentance. I'm going to change the direction. I'm going to change the way that I'm going. I'm going to change my method of operation. 
I'm not going to try to read every book I can on a subject that I'm trying to attain. I'm going to, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to ask the Father. Father, teach me. Father, show me. All of the time that we spend reading books, and I, you know, I got my fifth book out. I write books. But I'm telling you, I write with an eye for the reader to try to wean them off of books and onto the source. Right? So you turn within where he forever desires to manifest himself within us. He, he ever desires to reveal the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. It's within that he orders your steps. It's within where he says, okay, here's the next thing. Let's just go this one step at a time. He sets the direction. Now I want to read a passage of scripture for you that you've... Uh, you know, I know you know these verses I'm reading, but what I'm trying to do is to bring them in a light that is brand new to you so that you can see the working of the Father within your life. If I can't do that, if I'm not able to show you the practicality, if I'm not able to reveal to you <clears throat> or become a motivation for you to seek His wisdom and His knowledge, if, I, if, I'm, if I haven't gained enough anointing to motivate you to manifest as a son or come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, I'm spinning my wheels. But I hope the life that is within me that I feel he has generated will speak to you and trigger and light the life that is within you. He is the light that lights every man that comes into the world. All right, let me read this from John chapter 15. Here's the process. Here's the process read the prodigal son. That's one way. But here's a process that you can relate to. John cha or Luke chapter 15. I'm sorry. John chapter 15. Let's get over here to the right book. Got to get to the right book to get the right truth. Jesus said this. I'm just going to read eight verses. <clears throat> now listen very carefully. If you have your Bible, follow along. Read not a New King James. Jesus said, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, every branch in him that does not bear fruit, you're in him. So could there be some things in your life that are, that are not bearing fruit? That's what he's getting at. And here's what he said he's going to do. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, wisdom, and knowledge. That's the best fruit you can get this morning in the teaching. If anyone does not abide in me, make his home in me, permanent dwelling in me, not conscious that he's abiding in him, <clears throat> he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire that they are burned. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. All right. He's promising you that as you enter into this, this journey that we're all on, different places, different faces, that he's going to prune you, 
Do you know why he's going to prune you? So that you can hear better. So that you can bear much fruit. So that you can bear more fruit. So what he does, he takes the branches. Notice he said, every branch in me. Right? There are places in you that he's going to cut out. He's going he's to get rid of the part of you, the branch, that contains selfishness, if there's any selfishness. He's going to cut back on the vine of self-reliance. He's going to cut out the branch of do-it-yourself. All those things that you've been taught in religion that you have to push into and enter into to please God. He's going to take all of those because he wants you to bear much fruit. He wants you to manifest, he said, as a disciple in that eighth verse. He said, so shall you be my disciples. So you're going to come through this pruning process where the parts of you that are not bearing fruit, he's going to cut out. Now, don't try to cut them out yourself. He'll do the pruning. He's the pruner. You're simply the branch that bears the fruit. You don't produce the fruit, you bear it. There is a production of fruit that comes from the vine to the branch, that life flow. Are you with me? And then you know what he's going to do? He said the part of you that is bearing fruit, he's going to fertilize. He's going he's he's to help it to grow much more fruit. Even when you've been wrong, you've been abused, you haven't been recognized, been on the backside of the desert, grace will empower you. Grace will bring that effortless change. Grace will do the pruning. This is, this is not a, a painful process. It's like shearing uh, wool off a sheep. It's not painful to the sheep. Matter of fact, it feels good. It feels good when he prunes you. It lightens you up. It hones your focus. You're able to see more clearly. Don't be afraid of the pruning. Don't be afraid of the pruning. Now notice what he does with the, with the things that do not bear fruit. He throws them into the fire. Now what kind of fire is that? That's the fire of purification. So he's going to purify those things so that now they can begin to bear a lot of fruit. This is how spiritual understanding develops. This is how wisdom develops. It's his impartation to you that he prunes back as it needs to be pruned because the end product is that you, those six things we read in Proverbs, that you produce all of them, that you, that you grab onto something better than riches. Because once you have wisdom, you can produce the riches. When you have an understanding that comes by revelation, you can get the rubies of the gold and the silver. You can, you can eat from the tree of life. You stop eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said those that find it, eat from the tree of life. That's where he's trying to get us to, body of Christ. He's trying to move us into that place where we are totally abstaining from our own abilities. What seems right to us. This is how the Most High, it's what I would call a flashbulb consciousness. When all of the, you remember the old cameras, the old uh, cameras that had flash bulbs to it, they, when they hit them, it would flash and the picture was taken, but you get that flash. He flash bulbs our consciousness. All of a sudden, bang, there it is. And you understand that you are a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're this person you never knew you were before. And he's pulling it all out from within you. This is the unveiling, the depths of the new creation. And I'm telling you, we have not scratched it yet. As we gain wisdom and understanding, we will understand more about who we really are. All things become new. Things I'm talking about this morning, this is part of the becoming new. I know I'm speaking to people that never had no concept of God's wisdom and God's understanding that is within them, had no idea that within them dwelt the riches, the riches of his wisdom and grace and knowledge and understanding. And now we're, we're pulling it out. And it's pulled out by revelation. Flashbulb, you see it. All of a sudden you got, yesterday you didn't get it. Yesterday you had no idea, but today you do. And what he reveals to you tomorrow, you have no idea of today. Now, now you talk to others. See, out of this wisdom and this knowledge that he's put within you, in, within you, you can speak to other people. And there's some magical things that happen when you do. Here's what I've experienced. I no longer care about the opinions of people. What you want to do is aid them, help them. Jesus had, Jesus had to have pretty thick skin with everything that he faced. You're no, you no longer uh, are motivated by admiration or recognition. Religion never got this. Religion, religion could never get you to this place because it's built on admiration, recognition. It's built on not being transparent. See, now you can be you. Isn't, isn't that great? Grace allows you, the wisdom from God, the knowledge from God, allows you now to be yourself. And there's a day, listen, there's a day when you're going to, when, when some of you have been hiding in the closet. You don't, you don't want to get confronted. You don't want people to uh, separate you. But there comes a day that you're knowing that you know that you know is so strong that you can step over this line and no longer are you intimidated by people's opinions right? You can be transparent. The power, the beauty of this message is that you can just be you who you are this morning. You don't have to try to be something else. That's not God's wisdom. That's not God's knowledge. You're free of that. You, you've tapped into a well that springs up within you. Jesus said it's the water of life. And out of that water of life that springs up within you, not only is it, not only is it fertilized and feeds you, it'll spill over onto other people. So with understanding comes brand new light on Scripture. You know, he, he can reveal a lot to you through the book. But I'm telling you what, he can reveal a lot to you as you sit with him on the back porch in the cool of the evening with a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is. It doesn't really matter. He can reveal a lot to you. The Christ within shines light on what was once maybe stale, mundane religion hopping through the paces. He, he may take some of these verses, like I said earlier, that you've read a gazillion times. Some of these verses I've, I've taught series on. And I look at it and I go, man, I see this in an entirely different way. And it's life-giving. You see, with new understanding. You see with new understanding and wisdom.
And now all of a sudden what you get in here is manna from heaven. Man, this feeds you. I can, I can be fed from other books. I can be fed from YouTube videos. But it's here's the secret to it, I think, is being able to open up within, not running everything you read or see through this. It's learning to listen and hear and see from here, right? This is where, if there's anything of wisdom and understanding and knowledge that you need to get as you listen, as you read, it'll come through here. It's a journey, and it may seem like a long one, but I want to encourage you. Every step of the way is worth it. Rest, relax, let the effortless change of grace flow through you. All you need do is rest, trust, and believe, and leave the results to him. Wisest man that some say ever lived on the planet said, with all you're getting, get understanding. It's your hook to the tree of life. Amen? All right. I think on this one, you need to come back and listen to it again. God bless you. Thank you for being with me this morning. We'll carry on next Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Central at the Digital Cathedral and Wednesday night back into our book study on Religion Busters. Join me then on Wednesday. Join me back next week. God bless you. Have a great week. If this teaching resonates with you and you would like to partner with us in our expanding efforts to take this message of grace and union around the world, you may make a donation at donkeithley.com. We thank you for your continued support and encouragement.